0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Lunch Table Podcast. I'm Akram. Joining me is my commander, Dylan. Dylan, how are we today? Uh, praise be. Praise be. May the Lord open. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to review Handmaid's Tale, one of my favorite shows. I got Dylan into it. Dylan has a lot of good thoughts uh, about it. So, without further ado, Dylan, let's get right into it. Yeah, well, I'm... Um-
1: i'm still catching up uh, i'm currently on season two but uh this first episode of first two episodes of uh season five are great um i'm glad to see june i mean it was kind of a bit of a spoiler for me but i, I like to see that we're, we're down the line that she's gonna have uh, a great story arc um we saw the return of uh some of our favorite characters like uh serena waterford um and uh nick also yeah um Without further ado, what are your thoughts on this, these two episodes?
0: Yeah, I man, you know, it's been so long uh since season uh f- yeah, season four, right? Four. It's it's mm-hmm. been so long. Um, I have to admit, I wasn't a big fan of season four. This season, though, um I think it's gonna get intense. I think it's gonna get even more toxic. It's like a war on two fronts, it seems like it's going to happen pretty soon between June and Serena. Um, and of course, everyone loves Esther. We get a little bit more screen time of Esther. I hope things will go okay for her. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to ask you, uh, starting off, we start with the repercussions of season four where June, uh, go sees Nicole after killing the commander, right? Mr. Waterford. And so what were your thoughts on like that whole interaction? I thought that, that everyone was gonna leave her, but everybody was like, so like just trying to help her out. So what did you think of that scene? I felt bad for her in this
1: in these first two episodes, uh, because she she finally got what she wanted, but she was still stuck in a place that she couldn't escape from, um, and in a way she kind of became like the thing that her mother wanted her to be. Because I remember like she was talking about like how she wanted her to be like this kind of like revolutionary instead of like this this like journalist. So it's it's so funny how it worked out, and now she's become like this kind of like symbolic like Joan of Arc that the handmaids have kind of like follow now so that's great and 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 I like that she also kind of like shared her her revenge with the other handmaids too so it's like she wasn't she wasn't so selfish that she wanted Waterford for like herself because she knew that you know this society fucked up so many other women so I like that you know she was able to share that with you know with other women as well um, she's so symbolic. It's like it's like she's kind of like this like messiah of like this 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 revolution of, uh you know, these these women who are trying to reclaim their I guess identities, um, and now now like you said she's dealing with the repercussions of that and you know it's it's hard because like she she has a family but at the same time she's also missing a part of herself and that's Hannah, so it's like she's trying to she's trying to you know, come back to the way that things were with like Luke and Moira and, and now Nicole. But Gilead keeps like drawing her back in. And we also saw that apparently um Emily uh, went back to Gilead as well. So there's kind of like a conflict in her. It's like it's like like Gilead, like it's like the rape of Waterford wasn't the only thing that left an imprint on her. It's kind of like that society as a whole uh really like was deep down in her and it, it kind of like can't leave her because we in this whole episode and the, these first two episodes, she's kind of like reminiscing about like how things were back in the day. Like she was talking with like Rita, like, you remember when like she slapped you, you know, like she, she just couldn't let it go. And it, it's so like tragic, like seeing her, her state of mind in this episode. Um, But yeah, tell me what your thoughts were for, for June.
0: Yeah. You know, she reminds me, Uh, she, she's like this, this, type of commander herself or like this captain i'm the captain now and she like doesn't want to be um it seemed like she just is and a lot of people were looking up to her and they're really disappointed in that diner scene um you know and and i think it's really like this complex situation that she has going on a lot of these characters are very complex um mad props to luke too for being so supportive throughout um and moira it's actually interesting because she's like and season and season four, she was kind of like looking at June, like, June, you shouldn't be like this. Like, don't talk like this. and stuff. Don't be so vengeful, right? And so we kind of see this here, but at least Moria Ra is a little bit more sympathetic. Um, one thing I think uh, seemed a little bit unrealistic, but I think it's very symbolic, is the blood. So I want to get your thoughts on what you thought the blood represented in episode one.
1: Yeah, so you and I kind of, like, shared the same idea when we were talking about it. Um, so we saw, like, uh, well, first of all, her face is like all bloodied. Um, that's the blood of uh, Fred Waterford. And it's kind of like, and she leaves like a, uh, she goes to this diner and then she leaves like this, this blood stain on the glass. And then uh, when she's driving, we kind of see like, like these blood stains on the window. So it's kind of like a motif uh, throughout these, these two episodes. So it's kind of like for me, it's like, she like, she literally has blood on her hands in a way. It's like, she she's had this journey up to now that's just been like like soaked in blood it's literally like for her you know violence and is all she's known this whole you know time that she's been living in Gilead and it's, it, like I said it's like it's hard for her to break that shell you know of, of peace you know of her trying to to come to terms with all of it um and now that she killed you know Fred she even said like I loved it right so for her it's like it's like she she doesn't want to be a murderer. She doesn't want her child to know that she she became a murderer. But at the same time, it's like that this man was a monster to her, too. So it's like for the, her, that was like the sweetest, you know, victory that she's had in a while. Um, but your thoughts, Akron?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it, We were talking a little bit earlier and we were saying like something like she cannot escape. It's like this trail um, and it won't escape her. And even if she washes it off. It's the symbolism of that, right? Everyone knows, especially in Gilead, that a uh, a handmaid has killed this commander, and everyone's either proud of her, terrified of her, or disgusted by her. And I think that's really awesome to see. Not like saying like, "Oh, that's great, she killed somebody," but saying like, "That's awesome to see because I want to see what can she do with that, right? Can that be used as a tool?" Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty great.
1: Yeah, well, speaking of that, um, I guess in the other side of this, uh, we also have Serena Waterford, um, dealing with the death of her husband. So, your thoughts on on Serena? Cause she kind of she kind of had this like foil with with June in these two episodes, right? Like they were kind of like so similar, and like the way, like they were kind of like thinking of it. They're kind of both afraid of each other too, like what they're capable of, cause they're kind of like, like tied i guess to a string like i i I really feel like it's gonna end with them like fighting each other but yeah what do you think about it
0: yeah you know it's interesting because serena her past life was like this writer and june was this editor and so it's it's crazy how like in in the previous seasons, uh, June helped out Serena, like, write something or, like, some speech or something like that. Um, and they had, like, this type of bond that they could have really been great friends if this never had happened. And I think they even had commentary on that. Um, and this season, it's very, like, it kind of reminds me of The Last of Us Part too. It's, like, very, like, it's only a matter of time until I get you somehow. I have to, like, journey to get you now. Uh, go back to the void um, and face each other's personal voids. And, you know, again, the thing with voids is it sucks everything. And that's the same way with revenge. And there's a lot of hate there. And I wonder if June, like, had she have Hannah in Canada, like, in the house, like, I wonder if June will still feel this way. Because I think Serena maybe could kind of, like, go easier than June. But, um, you know, maybe Serena will understand. I, I would imagine that Serena would understand how it feels like to have a child, like taken away from you once she's given birth. I wonder if that's going to happen. I, I really am wondering that. Um, very, very fucking yeah, complex. She's, yeah, she's... I feel like she's kind of
1: like turning into June in this season. Because she's becoming so powerless. She finally realizes what it's like for these women to not have a voice, kind of. Like, at the first episode, I thought it was so funny because she she... She was a prisoner herself, and, you know, she put june through all that torture of being a prisoner in her household for all these years so it's kind of like karma in a way yeah um and with the the funeral of her husband you know she still has to deal with the the politics you know because the uh the government of gilead is you know a patriarchy so it's like it, it's an irony because like she's 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 uh snubbed by the very government that she created <laughs> so it's like 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 I, ne- I didn't know what she expected because, like, this is a government that you know women don't really have a voice. Uh, unlike, like even you know commanders' wives, you know, there's there's still women. You know, this is only a society that empowers men. Um, so I thought that was a bit ironic that you know she finally like came to terms with that. Um, but yeah, now that she's pregnant, I wonder if that makes her like more scared for herself. Like, well, obviously we saw at the end of episode two she kind of like. Through this jab at uh at June, where like she kind of like shows her like I still have your daughter, right? So it's kind of like it's it's scary now because June killed uh her husband, so it's like how is she going to react, right? Like is is Hannah in danger? Is she not? What do you think?
0: Uh yeah, I I don't know. I think Hannah's more in danger not of being physically harmed, but Hannah will be in danger of figuring out who's her real mother because I got a feeling Serena might do something where like let me adopt Hannah and I wonder how the men will like take that because she's single um but I think Serena has a lot more troubles coming her way because she's still single so and perhaps someone is going to take her baby because maybe they think oh you can't raise this baby by yourself um so it's really interesting like what what is her household going to look like later on and will Hannah be a part of it for some reason and um would it be like this type of disdain for Hannah because she's June's um it's very complex um and also we get a little bit of of uh so we still see the aftermath um that happened in season four and we see nick and i think it's really interesting because nick kind of seems like this character now that like he's on the brink of actually leaving uh gilead so i wanted to know your thoughts i think this happened in like episode yeah in the beginning of like episode one i believe um yeah Nick is kind of a a complex character since season
1: one. because um, we we don't really know like which side he's he's really on. I mean, he is an eye. We found that on season one, obviously, but it's like once he started getting closer to June, I feel like it became more personal. and he started like letting go of his his morals, I guess. because the whole reason he joined Gilead was because he just wanted a better life. Um, but now that he has a child with with June, I feel like that that muddies his perceptions of Gilead, so it's kind of like he he wants everything in his power. to like he's still he's using his position, I guess, as a way to protect June. Um, but we saw also um that uh that Canadian guy, I think, is uh What's the name, Mister Tulio? Mark T- Tuello, something like that. Tuello, yeah, he uh he tries to persuade Nick into like kind of like. I guess being like the uh, the embassy is kind of like mole of like Gilead. Um, So I'm not sure what he what his uh, future plans are, because I feel like the only reason he he did all that, you know, with the whole trade for Fred uh, was because it was helping June because he's only helping June and and his child. So I feel like anything else, you know, is just kind of like side because he has a wife, too, in in this society, too. So it's kind of like he has he has his own responsibilities in Iliad too, right? Not just June. So it's like he has to protect you know both assets. Um, but what are your
0: predictions for Nick? Uh, for next episode. For uh, for Nick. Oh, for Nick. Uh, yeah, I um, I got a feeling, man. I don't know. It's hard because they could. I think Tuello is going to. He's the type of character that's like is for the greater good. I think for Canada, more so like or just like maybe there's someone higher up that like he's really, you know, Mark is like really good at what he's doing. Um, And he's kind of sly, right? He's kind of playing both sides in a way, like using certain people as tools. And I think Nick was gonna be a tool. Like it's actually better to keep Nick in uh, Gilead, than to actually like rescue him, quote unquote, right? Because you could get a lot more information, and I think that puts Nick in deep trouble, and Nick could possibly die because he is a factor that is complicated towards Luke's and and June's relationship, especially with Nicole. So if he dies, though. Will he be that martyr to really set off June and actually like go get the people that were at the diner that they left because they thought June was selfish at first? Like, will it be like this now revenge thing? Like, we're going to come after you. And will that lead to like season six? That's why I think he plays an important key role, um, more so as like a a type of device. Yeah. Yeah. Great point.
1: Um, I mean, we also see, uh, of course, you know, um, I think the, the biggest takeaway from episode two was uh, Janine oh yeah esther as well so uh we kind of get this complex relationship between them like esther is still very resistant to this this way of life and janine is trying to like be like oh honey it's okay just just you know obey the law <laughs> you know um but that was a crazy ending what do you think of like the that that scene between uh like esther and, and janine
0: yeah, that was that was some Game of Thrones shit. That was uh, I was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't expect that. I did see McKenna Grace uh, take like an Instagram photo and she was covered in blood. And I thought that she was going to probably slit the throat of that um, of that wife. I think Naomi Putnam, actually, I thought she was going to slit her throat, but it ended up being like she poisoned Janine. I feel sad for Janine because Janine's like this type of character where she's so beat up. Um, she kind of reminds me like of like a beat up dog. Right. It's hard to say, but it's that's how they treated her, and it's really a shame. So she's so scared; she doesn't want to fuck up anymore. She figured out like it's way easier just to let things slide, right? Because I could live a good life, you know. And Esther has a lot of like June's hateful side in in her, rightfully so, because she was like raped so many times. Uh, you know, apparently. Um, I don't. I hope Esther doesn't die though. Like, I hope there's like a silver lining uh to whatever action she did maybe like of warren and, and esther would like i don't know escape somewhere or something like that it's like kind of like a ploy mm-hmm. i said of warren sorry gene maybe it's like a ploy like they get like into some medical brigade or something like that i don't know and and they stay there I mean, that most looked, of the time i really thought they they, they
1: died in that scene I thought they were eating like a Popeye's biscuit and like, like they, they they choked or something. That was the Popeye's biscuit. <laughs> right. yeah, that's it was the salt <laughs> on that side of the blood. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, so well it definitely wasn't planned because Jean was Janine was kind of like shocked about it. Yeah. Um and she was calling for help. But that's an interesting theory that you have. Cause I don't think they would kill Janine off that suddenly, because she's been with us for like Four seasons already so why are you gonna kill her off like all of a sudden right um that is true though like she is a very broken and, and and damaged individual she doesn't have like june's like courage i guess so she's just trying to make and i i also feel like it's because of her daughter too that's why she's staying in the society because she wants to see her daughter right and that's why she's so close with the putnams um and I, I like that moment too where like even like mrs putnam like kind of like you know creditor credited, credited janine too she's like oh like i remember everybody in my prayers even the people that you know gave me this child so i thought that was sweet like this like even though like a lot of people are toxic in gilead i feel like there's still like a level of humanity that they all kind of share it's interesting it's like like and even like serena like i mentioned she's kind of like like a paradox too like you know she she now that she's a mother i guess she she can i guess empathize more with june um at the same time you have to remember these are people that you know abuse their power so it's it's like that's why I say, like, like Serena's kind of like a, a paradox because she's like, she, she, she's a pivotal instrument in the society that downplays women, but at the same time, she is a woman with power. So it's kind of like she's an oxymoron to this this government, too.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. I think that's why she's going to do something. She's probably going to play a pivotal role to the deconstruction of Gilead, maybe, because exactly she's an oxymoron. Or reconstruction. Yeah or reconstruction yeah i wonder if how i wonder how it's going to end i really do and i wonder who's going to play a pivotal role or is everyone just going to ride this roller coaster you know mm-hmm. um But yeah uh
1: any other thoughts that you had uh for this episode
0: no uh i think that we pretty much covered it all i can't wait so ca- it comes out every i believe uh wednesday right yes every Wednesday every Wednesday at 12 a.m so that's pretty cool that's pretty cool for us to review so I can't wait to do the next episode um do you have any other like predictions or anything you want to say to wrap it up I feel June is really gonna try this
1: season I I think she's gonna go back to Gilead because they they kind of set this up with Hannah because you know that's the whole point you know that she wanted to bring her family back right the question is 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 like is Luke gonna go with her too? Like who's gonna go with her? Because I I feel like she can't do this by herself, right? So, I mean, she kind of missed the opportunity because like the other handmaids, you know, they kind of felt like you know she was a coward because she didn't want to go back. So they're they're kind of like her army in a way. So I feel like she could like revolutionize them in a way. We still have other handmaids in Gilead too that she could you know maybe inspire. Uh, so yeah, I I, I think she's kind of kind of be like this kind of like symbol for women you know in in Gilead to like rise up and eventually like you know uh be independent I guess and Serena's kind of like a symbol too for Gilead too right in her own way it's kind of like this this clash of ideology so yeah really good really powerful two episodes um I can't wait to see the rest of the season I can't wait to to catch up as well um so I'll be doing a lot of homework (laughs) I guess um yeah, and I also like. I like when Tu Tuello also said like don't don't let the the bastards grind you down too. It's kind of like an homage to that that Latin saying. That, damn, they fucked up Waterford too when they showed his body. I was like, damn. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. You could have admitted that. I I get the point. <laughs> like, cause we saw like the side of his body. I was like, damn. And then they they panned out. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: but um, yeah. What are your any final thoughts for you? or any predictions for next episode? Yeah, guys. Um. Yeah, I think I think for sure June is 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 probably gonna go back to Gilead. I, I have a wild thought that I'll say real fast before I wrap up. I, what if actually they make June and Luke and this is gonna sound stupid, but what if they actually make them like members of Gilead, if they actually come back, maybe it's like some weird thing that they're gonna do. For some reason, there's something that's gonna happen with jo- Joseph Lawrence that he's gonna make them like mm. husband and wife and Gilead. I wonder that's a that's a really crazy thing. But I wonder if that's a way how like she has the power now, and like there's these two houses there's the Joy, Serena Joy, and then there's also June Osborne, and they're gonna fight each other mm. secretly, and that'll lead to season five. But uh, season six. But that's stupid. It's like a like but a maybe. Cold War kind of right. I could maybe say. I wonder. Yeah. But uh everyone that is our review for episode one and two of handmaid's tale season five if you guys haven't watched it yet go ahead check it out and then come back to this view and please if you made it to the end please like subscribe and share and also check out our other reviews we're currently doing she-hulk we're gonna review that tomorrow apparently devil is gonna be there um i got a feeling it's gonna be ass but you know our thoughts already about that uh we have a lot of cool things coming up too we have a lot of reviews and a lot of revisited stuff too so i cannot wait to do that Um, yeah Dylan please yeah thank you guys so much Uh, please follow
1: the channel and any platform you're listening to us on obviously YouTube we're also on Apple Podcasts Spotify and Anchor Uh, we just did a review for Cyberpunk Entro with our friend Jerome so that was really fun to do check that out if you haven't already Uh, we have an Avatar Revisited episode coming up as well we also have Andor the first three episodes will be coming out next week so we'll be covering that as well so thank you guys so much and until then uh, under his eye Praise be. May the Lord open. <laughs> <laughs> <There's> so many. <laughs>